Hey there. If you want to help new mothers and people living with HIV AIDS, please join me in support of my campaign to raise funds and awareness for the Sanctum Group, which is all about supporting this marginalized group who we all know deserve better. On May 30th, I will be living homeless for 36 hours in my effort to bring awareness and donations to this great cause. For more information on how to help, please go to sanctumcaregroup.com and follow the links to the Sanctum Survivor 2019 Challenge, where you can find my page and donate. Thanks in advance. And now, on with the show. Assalamu alaikum. That's the way I like them. And welcome back to another episode of the New and Improved Podcast. My name is Albert. And yeah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for everybody who's tuned in and listened to every episode, aka my four friends who tell me that I could always be doing something better. Um, how you feeling, everybody? I feel pretty good. Just came back from Denver, did a little snowboarding, did a little bit of work. And also caught a Nuggets game when I was down there, a Nuggets playoff game. Paid 40 bucks for, I think, these nosebleed tickets, but not a bad seat in the house. Only to watch the pride of Ontario, Jamal Murray, go lights out in the fourth quarter and led the comeback of all comebacks where the Nuggets ended up winning against my man, DeMar DeRozan and the San Antonio Spurs. Great game. Um... Great playoff atmosphere, and now I'm just de facto have to root for Denver to make it out of the West. It's going to be tough there with uh, the old Golden State Warriors, but uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. When you were young, did you get told, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics? Um, my parents did. I remember hearing that, and it kind of stuck with me as until I got old, but well, I don't know why they would tell an 8-year-old to shy away from that. It's like I would have some deep theology or political opinions at that age but nevertheless but I don't shy away from that sort of stuff I love talking about these topics because I think they are polarizing by nature and um, I embrace everybody's opinion and hopefully I was giving a fair interview with my next guest who is Deidre Larmore Um, Deidre is the HR or people's person at our company I guess that's your title and I've known her for probably seven years and it wasn't till a few years ago that I actually found out that she was a former member of the Jehovah's Witness and when I heard that I just instantly was like man I have so many questions because if you're like me and you grew up in a small town you knew that the whole Jehovah's Witness church was shrouded in mystery and I was just wildly interested in everything I wanted to know because all I knew was that you can't celebrate birthdays and Christmas. And when you're young, that just sounds weird. And I'm not trying to put them down. It's just any religion or anything different than the norm sounds weird. So you join the the collective of people who talk and maybe make fun of these religions, but without actually understanding what they stand for. So Dee came on and she left the church when she was 15. So maybe it is a little bit one side of, of an interview, but Nevertheless, it gave me a little bit more insight on the history and understanding of who the Jehovah Witnesses are as people. It's wildly fascinating for me uh, because I've always just seen them from a distance. We actually live very close to a kingdom hall. I think that's what they call their churches. Regardless, um, hopefully uh, I did some justice with this interview, making sure that it wasn't too uh, one-sided, but I do think the only way to get both sides is to bring on somebody from the Jehovah's Witness Church and have an open discussion with this. Because again, I, I'm here not to judge, just to learn. So hopefully you guys enjoy my conversation with my friend, Deidre Larmour. Diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's such a... No. Anyways, D. I try not to swear. D. Deidre. Deidre. Deirdre. Deirdre. I'm gonna kill you. Um, we're like arch nemesis at work. No, we're not. You're just like my annoying stepbrother. Mm, okay, I guess. Who's your arch nemesis at work then? <sighs> Ryan is most days. Neiman Junior. Layback. Oh. Okay, so uh, now that lately, you're now not HR, you're operations. I pay so little attention to those positions. No, I'm people strategies. People keep trying to steal the HR away from me, but it's still actually the one thing I love in my job. It's called what? 
People Strategies Director. That's the name of your Look card. on the website. It's going to say that on your business card? I guess so. People Strategies I'm not getting Director. my business cards. Nobody cares. The whole point was that people think that operations and HR are so different. But really, it's the people I need, and I need to know the depth of their skill. So what I really needed was someone to help me like push things forward when we made a decision. So is it uh, fair to say your operations, though? Well, and HR. Okay. So how is it, how is it different <laughs> than what you are doing before? Well, because now I like plan capacity and stuff where I didn't before. Oh, but okay. I still decide when we need to hire. I still would make a final hiring decision. I would still deal with employee issues. Uh, I'm just passing over like payroll, oh. essentially. So, okay. That's, That's what I'm doing. Do you like it better or is it pretty much the same thing? Mm, I feel like it's pretty much the same thing. Sadie's just like this goddess who helps me push stuff through. Okay. You know? So that meeting we had today, was that something you would have done before? No, because you... No, you, no, no. That's I took capacity. it on. Yeah, that's yeah. capacity stuff. Is it easy to understand? I think it is, but... Okay. And we'll see when we lose all a whole bunch of money this year. Liz, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But it's an important role. No, I really like it. I really do like it. Eventually, Sadie will take over HR. It's just... Oh, okay. I just don't think that she can hop know. into People HR. People Strategies, that's just a weird... That's a weird title on a card. Said the Strategy Partner Director. No, it's the director of strategy or Comma partner. director. Yeah. You know why they, we only, <laughs> we put that in there because, because I've been a partner at the company for, since 2006. Since you're 12. And so it's hard, especially when you're younger doing consulting for people to think that you're some junior kid, which I was, but I think they, we just put that in there so it would resonate a little bit more. Cause you see Ryan and Tony, it says co-founder and it's, it's an easy thing to kind of not talk to me yeah. if you're a client. So And you look 12. I know. I still... Like you've looked 12 since you since I started. And I feel like maybe you've aged a year. We went to... we went. I think that Ryan, he's 53 now. And I met him when he was 36. That's and wild. I feel that he looks exactly the same. So he either looked like an old 36-year-old or he's a young 53-year-old. But when's the last time you looked at a picture of him when he was 36? Exactly. They look definitely look different. I, I came into the I went to the kitchen today and all the guys were talking about me. Like I walked in and they were actually talking about how old I was. Like and there was like four or five guys. And nobody in there. believed you? No. And then uh, they, they asked how I was. And I said, yeah, 39. And then one, I think it was Kev, he was like, I got it. I win. And somebody just guessed I was like 47 because they just think that someone I'm, guessed you were 47. No, I think Dan Serkin was joking, just but uh, but then Kit said something. He's like, I, "Well, I just turned around and I said, imagine if I look like this when I was 47, you guys. That'd be pretty great.' And I'm like, that's not even that far away. You may actually look like this when you're 47. <laughs> and then Kit goes, "You'd be like famous. Like you'd you'd have to be famous." And BuzzFeed <laughs> would like do an article on you. Oh my god, did you hug him? <laughs> no, I'm like, I can't even imagine someone telling you you'd be famous. You're well, like, you know what yes. my biggest fear is is that I'm going to like because I've looked so young for so long that when I do start actually aging, it's gonna like it's gonna hit me harder. Do you I, think so? Like, do you think that Asians really look that old that fast? Um, I don't know. Like, my mom obviously dyes her hair, but my dad like. They're like 77-ish, all around that age. And they're starting to like look older. And But they they held their age for a very, very long time. How old are they now? Like around 77. They're like both 77-ish. Like 76 okay. and 78 or something. Okay. But uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I just think that if I end up turning and aging quicker, like it, which will happen. It happens to everybody. But if you don't I start think, like aging and turning, as you call it, till 55, 60, that's pretty freaking awesome. Well, they say men now, I said the most desirable they are to women are between 40 and 50 years old. Why? I don't know that that's that we were talking that's about salt that? and pepper. Did I ever tell you about that whole study that came out? No. Oh man, this is terrible. It's well, it was, it was funny, but terrible at the same time. Cause it was somebody from Tinder and, or like match.com. They like merged the data or something and they did a massive study and they said that, um, you typically go for somebody online dating that's 20% above you. So you got to imagine on Tinder or match.com, you have a rating. Yeah. Anytime somebody says yes or no to you, that's a vote. And there's way more on how long they've spent on your profile, how much they're reading, what they're clicking. There's probably some sort of way to scale somebody, put them on a scale. So say I'm like a six and a half. Yeah. On average, I'd be batting 20% higher, which would probably be closer to eight or something like that. Yeah. So, Imagine, like, no matter what, I'm like, oh, humans are always trying to get somebody 20% higher. That's one stat. 
the other stat was that uh, the most desirable age group for men are 40 to 50 years old. And it was all about age, income. You still have kind of your looks and you can still, in your probably in your key earning years mm-hmm. um, and your confidence level, everything is kind of perfect for, you know, what embodies the perfect man between yeah. 40 and 50. Maybe you can see So it. what is it for women? 18. Stop it right now. It's 18. The graphs are ridiculous. It's so sad. But I think it has to be skewed because men, I, I just wonder if it's the online dating ages yeah. that are they're polling, but they should be able to extrapolate that to say that on average it should be this because there's no way if I'm online dating that I'm ever going to put my thing down at 18. No, no, you, you no. Kate, uh, do you think that men or women, who's online dating more men or women? I don't know. When I had the brief stint on Tinder and Bumble, like just yeah. looking at it, um, I I couldn't tell. Like I was going on with my friends, like my friends who are girls yeah. who have profiles just to see how many men were on there. But I don't know if we'd actually be able to tell what the database size is. But I'll tell you two things that I noticed in online dating is that women do whatever it takes to not look like themselves. Because there's that Facetune app, mm-hmm. they do that shitty Snapchat filter where they have the cat nose yeah. and make their eyes bigger, and it's almost like a Gaussian blur on their face yeah. in Photoshop. And so, you know, I've had a lot of friends who've gone out on it. I've never been on a date on one of those apps, but um, I have a lot of friends who went on there, and they're like, "Yeah, it's you got to really suss through the photos to see what you're getting." But men look like themselves except they take the cheesiest the worst photo, photos. The worst photos. They're like deer antlers leaning on the side of their 1987 Beamer doing like... Deer d- And like... It's the photos. D- it's bathroom the gym selfie, photos. Bathroom oh, flexing. Barf. So guys look the same like themselves, but they're just cheesy. And I feel like when I went on Tinder Bumble, I was actually going into a party that wasn't I wasn't invited to. It literally was like I walked into a Rush game and it was like Rush mom and Rush dude like nothing against them. It's just like, I, that's not my crowd. Yeah. And I felt like that's who the population was. Gross. And the worst thing about that study was the lowest two demographics for desirability, black women, Asian men. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, black women, Asian men I get, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's but funny. For real, black women, black women are beautiful. Yeah. And black and Asian guys are Super They're very beautiful, beautiful. but not as beautiful as a black woman. I know, but it's just the society, and it's it's when you're left to your own devices, like the truth comes out, and it's uh, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, I get it. Like we're not I'm, no, popularized. I'm absolutely floored by that. Really, like we're yes. not popularized in pop culture, and you know, like every Asian guy has that insecurity about them that they know that it's either Jackie Chan or the computer guy. And so we don't have any leading men, but like I said, 2018 was like the year of the Asians, like crazy rich Asians yeah. came out and you're starting to see a lot more Japanese influence in like streetwear and certain things. And, and even the biggest, one of the biggest acts in the States was that K-pop group and they sold like out and like, remember Nii? Yeah. Brooke? Yeah. She like bought tickets to this K-pop thing and it, they go on sale. And I tried to give her a job. She wouldn't take it because she had the concert to go to. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's not a joke. She wouldn't even get back to me. And it's that K-pop group. So yeah, I is. forget what their name is, but... Anyways, but I said I feel like I'm outside of a bit of the norm and um, a lot of times there's that stigma that we, we might be shorter and um, anyways, but... That's wild. Anyways, that's hmm. uh, that's my online dating bit, so... Thank God you don't have to online date now. But this conversation we want to have today is, uh, it's sensitive, it's super sensitive and I want to make sure, because I said I've been wrestling with talking about the topic of uh, Jehovah's Witness because... With new and improved, remember the whole idea was that I wanted to have some sort of um, platform to learn mm-hmm. and and even talk and rant and and bring on guests to talk about certain topics. But the whole purpose wasn't to hate. It's not to stir up too much controversy. It's to learn. So when we talk about Jehovah's and Jehovah's Witnesses, me learning, I need to like be transparent about like what my stigma was. And the reason you're on here is because you know, your history as a former, what do you call it? Former. So I was, yeah, I was raised a Jehovah's witness. So you're, you're raised, you're a Jehovah's witness, but you're, you're called witnesses or like you're in the truth. So what do you call Are you a member of the sect? Is that what they no, call it? No, you're a witness. You're, you're called a witness. A witness. 
Okay, so that easily so is my first question. Yeah. Is what is like what does the word witness even mean? It just means that like you're kind of you're a witness to God. You're a witness to Jehovah. You're a witness to his glory and everything that he does. And you're a witness, so you're and you're now spreading the word. So it's the truth. And so again, I'm so naive about this, and I'm kind of naive to a lot of even just Christianity in a sense. Because I don't, like, I grew up Presbyterian. Mm -hmm. So, and I think everybody really doesn't, I don't think a lot of people don't really know where the lines cross and where the the origins of a lot of these religions are from. Mm -hmm. And is Jehovah's, like, I guess from Anglican, Protestants, Lutherans, they're all different sects of Christianity that kind of just took a a turn and there's groupings and people decided to join whatever one. Mm -hmm. Was Jehovah from that? Okay, so Jehovah is actually God. So it's just like Jehovah is God's name. So in any Bible, they reference Jehovah a lot. So Even in the regular Bible? Every Bible, it does. And it will be a Hebrew word of some sort. So that's why they call him Jehovah. So it's witnesses. So that's why it's not like, oh, you're Jehovah's, because then it's just like a bunch of little gods riding around. Oh, right? so like, when we actually say, oh, she's a Jehovah, that's That's wrong, wrong. yeah. It's like saying, oh, she's an Albert. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's your the boy, name, yeah. your name is Albert. He's God. His name Wouldn't is Jehovah. Wouldn't that be a world, eh? <laughs> so you just have to say, do you witness. use the same? You're a witness. That, Are that you a witness? a witness? Yeah. Can They're I a get a witness? Or they're, they're a JW would be like the least offensive slang term. So there's offensive slang? Yeah, like so calling we, someone a Jehovah is offensive to oh. a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So, but you know, I've met other Jehovah's. Oh, They're just mu- too nice to tell you. But no, but I think they've re- referenced themselves. Would they ever reference themselves as Jehovah? No, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, you know, they're right. They probably actually followed up with the dub. Maybe J a J dub. J dub's actually like a cool street term. I think. Like they don't, I mean, maybe amongst themselves, but. Okay. Yeah. But in your 30, I know you're 37. 37. And so when was the first foray into this? What do you mean the the leaving? Were you born? Were you I was born? born into it. Yeah. Oh, you're born into it. Yeah. So, so my sis, my siblings weren't. There's four of us, and when my mom got baptized when she was pregnant with me. So you still get baptized into Jehovah's. Yeah, Witness. but you don't get baptized until you're like a full on adult, and so you don't like you wouldn't get baptized as a baby. You have to go through a series of like studies, and you have to essentially do testing with the elders, and they give you the go ahead whether you're allowed to get baptized or not. Okay, so so you, I'm not baptized. My sister was baptized. My brother was baptized, and my other brother is not. Okay, do you like now that you're not a part of the? Is it the church? I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you unbaptize yourself, or is there some no? Sort of- so typically, when you get baptized, you're dedicating your life to Jehovah. So there's a few ways out. You get disfellowshipped. So you do something wrong, and they kick you out essentially. So they disassociate themselves with you. You just kind of go away. And you disassociate yourself, and then you don't have to go through the whole, you can't talk to them anymore, you can't be around them. They just kind of go away. And that's probably the easiest thing on everybody, like the family and You just don't show up to church. You just stop showing up. But typically that would involve like a move where no one would know you. No one can call you out for not going to meetings and service and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's really the only way. Disfellowship, disassociate. So you were, you were that kid because in our in current it was there was a small population in high school versus yeah. was was Esteban was it? Or yeah, Esteban's only eleven thousand people. And what like what percentage of the town would have been Jehovah like? I or would Jehovah's say Witness? there was five. No, that's a lot. Maybe two hundred. Okay, so in school, that might you be were like, overestimating. I don't in know. school, you were. The one or two in your class. Totally. There was always two. So in my elementary school all together, because like when you sing O Canada, you have to stand outside and you go in. So throughout the years, I would say there was seven of us in my school. In your school. And that was probably normal. So they would sing O Canada and we would all have to walk in after. Yeah. You basically t- kneeling for the anthem. Yeah. Yeah. At an early age. Oh, you, yeah. but you sit in the class. Yeah, well, you go to class. No, but I mean, when they're singing No Canada, what are you doing? Oh, you don't stand. There's oh, you no don't way. Stand. I would get you in so much were, trouble. You were kneeling. So if mm-hmm. you stood up, who's watching you? Oh, there'll be someone, right? So it depends who's in your class. So in my brother and I were in the same class because he was held back um, in grade one, but we were never in the same class. 
So there was always this one girl and it was like, oh, who's going to get her this year? Because if you knew if you had her, She's you could report you everything. You could not do anything wrong. Yeah. Oh, so then you grew up. It was up, like having police all the time. When we were in high school, like nobody explains to you like that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And you just notice this outside behavior of these certain people that they're just not participating in anything. And you just think, oh, maybe he can't do this because yeah. he's got like a sprained ankle. Or maybe he just doesn't know the rhythm to this one song. Because we would have one guy in, in band class who would sit down during the Christmas uh, concert mm-hmm. or even to practicing. But it's not like he was given a spare. Yeah. He literally would just sit and it looked like he was just boycotting the song. And nobody told you why. Yeah. Until a year later that you're like, oh, that's he funny. Was... I never thought of that. And so from the outside perspective, the Jehovah's Witness in our schools were just kind of outcasts because it's a, it's not a great place for, you know, to be yeah, different in so any way. so funny that you give that perspective because like as a kid, you just assume everyone knows and everyone's talking about you, right? Maybe an When in reality, nobody even knows. I don't, because I don't, I think the first time I got... Uh, exposure to it was in high school. I think in elementary, I can't remember mm-hmm. seeing somebody kneeling or sitting or, or not doing the anthem, but it was just only really in band and I think some gym classes. Um, and I, th- then we started understanding a little bit more that you couldn't say things like Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which I know is, uh, the thing is, I'm not here to say that was weird because I find Christianity kind of weird. I find mm-hmm. like, you know, Catholicism. Well, it's all weird. They're all, all extremists. All are, are, yeah, are kind of strange. Yeah. It's fine when you just like, Oh, I'm a Catholic, but you go to you go to church at Christmas and you go to church at Easter, but it's the extremists, right? Where like you go to church every single Sunday and you have mass at Christmas and it's just obvious. Like the extremists to a point where it affects your life and your personal decision making. That's the that's what piques curiosity you, in any religion. So because you're Jehovah, like did it affect your popularity? Well, I kind of always was against the beaten path like I was always the bad kid and so okay bad kid in the Jehovah's Witness yes in In reality I was like the best yeah but like I was always like this isn't normal right so if you think like elementary school we never went trick-or-treating we always sit inside with the lights off or like um so okay never at Christmas we never I never had a birthday party ever did they not acknowledge that you were born you do no my mom has never wished me a happy birthday birthday my whole life okay like um again I I'm I don't like traditions but at the same time I do understand why they exist and yeah birthdays yeah it's like your day it seems strange and same with Christmas that you're so used to it it's so indoctrinated into our our society I just wonder how do you make sense of the world and does it did it make sense for you to not have people say happy birthday? Well, this is the thing. I never had it. So I never missed it. Did the school make sure to not mention that it was your birthday in class? For sure. Oh yeah, for so sure. They never. If they did, like, my mom would have been in that school. But did like, you Okay, okay were you sitting in like grade three? Sat? When's your birthday? November 19th. So did you, on November 19th, go, it's my birthday? No. So again, I was always a little bit bad. And I also had friends who supported my just lack of belief, I guess. So I would say probably my, like in grade five, because you you can't vote, you can't run for politics or anything like that. But in grade five, I wasn't popular, but I was popular enough that they nominated me to be class president. But I had to like keep it a secret from my family, that right? That you were class president? That I was class president. You couldn't even do that? No, but the girl I was telling you about, she... Reported. ...was with my brother, who he was like secretary or something of their class, and he got in all this trouble this whole time. I had to be quiet because I was class president, but he was he got grounded, right? So, man, I can't... But So I guess my friends knew. They knew in grade five to not utter a word that I was class president, which is weird, but right? What's the reasoning behind not being able to be class president? Because you're, you're they're not patriar- patriotic. Um, like they refuse army services. If <laughs> if we were in a war right now and the army came to save us, they wouldn't go what with them. What if it was them. called something else? Because you... Like leader of the pack. But it doesn't matter. You only worship Jehovah. That's it. He's your person. He will save you. You only worship Jehovah. So do you know the reasoning behind birthdays, Christmas, what other things? 
So Christmas in the Bible, Jesus wasn't actually born on December 25th. He was born in, oh, I'm going to mess it up. And if anybody's listening to this, they're going to call me. But it was a it was a month or two before or after, I forget. Birthdays is and any other holiday is just a pagan holiday. So birthdays for a few reasons. You're celebrating yourself and you haven't accomplished anything. So you don't celebrate yourself. You would only celebrate Jehovah for allowing you to be on earth. And it's just essentially a pagan holiday. There's only two birthdays mentioned in the Bible. And it, both of them ended tragically. Okay. So those would be the three reasons. Like, if people have different versions. But. Mm-hmm. So what other things happened or traditions that you guys celebrate or not celebrate um, that normal people just didn't know? Yeah, for sure birthdays is always like the weirdest, right? I can't even imagine being a Jehovah's Witness right now, being on Facebook and everyone wishing you a happy birthday. It's just You don't put your date of birth in probably. I guess right? not. But I mean my mom does, which I think is super weird. She puts her birthday She puts in her it. birthday on Facebook. And she's still a Jehovah's Witness. Yes, and I always and, think it's a weird thing. Does she get a lot of birthday wishes? Uh like my sister and I for sure do, just to <laughs> no But idea. you're completely like away now totally away yeah yeah totally away other holidays i don't know christmas was always the hardest i would say not even holidays but is there some sort of thing about like you know like you know is there you have to wash your hands four times a day or you have to no nothing like that it would be more like you have to so you go to church three times a week you go two nights a week and then sunday mornings then you go in service at least two to three times so typically you would go once during the evening and then Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons. So your whole week is taken up with church activities. And then outside of that, you can't hang out with outside people. So Fridays, there's like a... Get together. They'll, be, they'll do something. Maybe it's just at like another family's house. But they do a good job of making sure that you don't have time is it for anyone. actually frowned upon to hang out with other people? For sure. So You can't hang out with worldly do they, people. Do they turn their nose up or do they look down on other people? Both. So my dad was not a Jehovah's Witness, which is why I was able to like kind of push those barriers. But if you had two Jehovah's Witness parents, I mean, that's crazy. I can't even imagine. My sister moved to Wayburn for a couple of years and she lived with a couple who were both Jehovah's Witnesses and it was like a prison. They were amazing. And they, I would, I mean, I would never badmouth them, but just like where her viewpoints were, she wasn't able to have that personal choice, right? I would say that from my experience, just talking to a lot of like heavy Christians, mm-hmm. it's not much different. You have yeah. your community, you have your friends, and it's kind of told to you that you know if they don't, they're not believers. You're you're best not to associate with yeah. them. Um, my thought about that is that in school, like grade school, you really can't choose your friends. Your parents choose them for you. Yeah. Your community and your group, and you end up getting friends in that group. University, um, your parents aren't there to kind of watch you, so you end up kind of meeting people outside, but you're still seeking out people that are similar just mm-hmm. for comfort. But when you get to the work world, all bets are off, right? You don't mm-hmm. have any, um, you're like mixed in a giant melting pot of different religions mm-hmm. and views and you can't find like uh, an all, oh, I guess you can You can find You're just not Jehovah as equipped company. to be able to be in that sort of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're just programmed to be with certain people and you all have the same beliefs. It's just, it's the long-term effect for mm-hmm. the rest of your life, I think is the most difficult. Why do you think Jehovah's have such a mystery shrouded around them? Like, why is it, you know, I, and I don't like using the C word, like cult for something like this, but why do you like, you know, it's casually thrown around that like it's mm-hmm. semi-related to, or it's like Scientology light. And again, I don't know enough about it to make a judgment call, but it is kind of referred to that. And, you know, Scientology mm-hmm. is like often like, you know, there's documentaries about it as being kind of cult-like, um, why do you think that it's so much more mysterious than, say, just a regular biblical or evangelical Christian? I think that it just crosses the line of <laughs> cult-like. So I don't think it's a cult. I've never thought it was a cult. But I think the more I become an adult and the more I learn about other cults, I draw those similarities. So if I now can see like, oh, yeah, I can see the cult-like the, the likeness amongst all those religions. So I... And again, to be clear, it's not just Jehovah's Witness. There no. are cult-like tendencies. You like know, Scientology. It's, it's a, I do believe it's similar to Scientology. The thing is, Jehovah's Witnesses are really nice. Mm-hmm. They're so nice. They're 
born and bred to be nice and kind. Mm -hmm. So though they're not allowed to hang out with you, they'll stop and talk to you about anything. They'll mow your grass. They're amazing, right? But when I think of a cult, it's like when you lose your sense of choice. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's who you hang out with, who you marry, uh, if you do something wrong, they can kick you out. That's cult-like tendencies to me. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason that they don't get as much play is because they're really nice people, right? And that's true. Every Jehovah's Witness that I've ever dealt totally. with, they're awesome. They're super. They they're pay great their people. taxes so they don't get yeah. any sort of. And the way uh, the Scientology news, right? is is depicted on TV is, you know, it, it sounds like there's like evil corp running the the system, yeah. right? Yeah. So and this it is. I mean, it is a choice. You get you get to join at your free will, right? You are allowed to leave. You just can't talk to anybody again where Scientology, they like, they find you, right? Mm-hmm. And they make your life hell. Where the Jehovah's Witnesses don't do that. But at the same time, if you get kicked out and you're not allowed to talk to anybody you've talked to for 18, 40, 60 years, that in itself is torture. So I don't know. Those are That's how I are categorize Are you in that cults. state right now? No, I was never baptized. So when I left, my... <laughs> stupid. Um... My mom and my dad had split up and I was just like, this is crazy. So I would always kind of like hold it over her head that I would go live with my dad. And uh, my dad was kind of crappy. So she never thought it would happen. And then we just got into a big fight. I'm sure about like my boyfriend or something so stupid. Were you like smoking cigarettes? No, I was super good. I just had a boyfriend. And uh, so I said, I'm moving out. And she finally was like, move out then. And I remember grabbing my suitcase and it was like minus 30 walking to my dad's. I was like having to stop to like warm up. How old are you? I was 14. She wouldn't drive me. My older brother wouldn't drive me. And then uh, I moved into my dad's house for two weeks and she came and she knocked on the door and she, she knew my dad and I had gotten into a fight. And she said, you're coming home. And I was like, I'm never going to the Kingdom Hall again. And she said, I don't care. You're not staying here. And I never had to go again. Really? Yeah, and I was then, 15. But then that was the time that you left. Yeah, I never had to go again. It was perfect. And then now that when you got out, was were you like woke? And was there like some sort of awakening that you... No. No, I always knew. Like I always knew that it just was not my thing. I have always... So then even like after being school president, then my best friend uh, who I met in grade six, her mom would have secret birthday parties for me. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be like a birthday party, right? But I would go over there maybe the day after, never on my birthday because they knew better. But... um Hey, random cake day. Yeah, yeah. And there would always be like a cute little gift. It was nothing extravagant, but just like something little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember in high school, um, there was a rumor that Mm -hmm. one of the girls from The Witness like had sex. And supposedly she had to go in front of the entire congregation to do something. And I just remember hearing that going, Mm -hmm. whoa, that's nuts. And again, that just keeps adding to the, the folklore of what was something that we didn't know. And have you heard of stuff like that happening? Yeah. No, I've not heard of. So from my experience, I've not heard of anybody being able to go. You've never been able to go up and apologize. That's more of like a, what is it? Um, Oh my God, my sister would be so mad. I forget. They have a show, Escaping Polygamy. Not Escaping Polygamy. Anyway, in the States. They have to go up and they have to apologize and they have to talk to the congregation. Where with Jehovah's Witnesses, you if you do something bad, you go in front of three elders and it's uh, called a judicial committee. And right there they decide if you're bad or if you're disfellowshipped or not. You know. Yeah. And so they they announce it in front so of the you, hall. Have you seen somebody actually have to go and beg for forgiveness in My front sister. of My sister. She had to go up in front you No, know, they don't go up in front of the Kingdom Hall that I've ever seen. You've never seen anybody do I've that? I've never okay. seen that. Because I was going to say, imagine like if you were a little bit nervous. But what's worse, you just, you go into a room with three men and they. It's always men, right? It's always men. And they just decide the fate, literally the fate of your life. And so your parents don't get any say in it. It's not, oh, I'm 17 and I like made a mistake. But what does happen is they decide and then they go in front of the kingdom hall, the elders, mm-hmm. and kind of tell everybody what's come of it. So they might say. They've been um, put on, it's a probation thing, which I actually forget the name of it, uh, or they've been disfellowshipped, okay. which means you can no longer talk with them. Right. Yeah. And again, it sounds kind of bananas, but so does like every, and again, totally. with my summer camp, I keep saying if you came at, to Shegebeck and this, we're just off the street downtown yeah. and you got pl- transplanted to our summer camp, 
yeah, it seems kind of culty. That's so funny. This is why I won't send my kids to a Bible camp. But it's, yeah. Though and I try I to convince them that this is a this is not super Bible-y and it's totally. amazing. It just, it's but too it, familiar. It's, it's it's a little, it's a yeah. little, it's a little much. Uh, at the end, we always just joke around for like the new people that are are part of the camp, and yeah. they after their first week, everybody literally cheers. One of us, one of us. Oh my god, one. that would make me crazy. But it's like it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Everybody enjoys doing it. But, but then when you think, if somebody just came in and parachuted in, they'd be like, "Yeah, this is a cult for, for sure." sure. But the thing is, they're all chanting because they're having fun and they have this sense of community and like these people who share the same experiences. And I think that, I mean, that comes with any religion. So there's a good side too, right? Like if you believe in it, I guess it doesn't bother me. My mom's still still a Jehovah's Witness. Whatever makes her sleep at night, right? Mm -hmm. It it doesn't bother me if she thinks she's going to live in paradise the rest of her life when she dies maybe she will maybe I'm I won't I'm just amazed that, that this world that contains so much evil and crazy crap that's going on like we're talking people just barfing outside of outlaws yeah, and yeah. that there's still this other world of religion that exists and yeah. I, I can't get over that you know there's there's and they're all different from Islam to Judaism to Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness and they're so entrenched in their belief that it's really interesting that they can still coexist mm-hmm. uh, it, it just baffles me like have muslim friends and learn a lot from i'm really interested in i'd like to spend a day inside each church to kind of understand which one it, to me is the, mo- makes the most should, sense. because religion it gives you this like i've never lost anyone super super close to me right like on any serious level and I think that you need that to really like get through the hardest times in your of your life mm-hmm. where it's just when it becomes an extremist. So any religion, any nationality, any Trump supporter, right? It's when you're an extremist and you refuse other people's beliefs or accept mm-hmm. them. That's when it's weird. Yeah. And I again, not saying that any of this is weird. It's just it's just different. Right. And so out of all the things, you know, that you can take from your time in the Jehovah's Witness, like you said, there's lots of things that were totally. great. And where are some of the, the positives that you, you take from it? Yeah. Again, they're just, they're so nice, right? Now as an adult, I can kind of turn that around, but um, they're really nice. I don't have a bad experience myself other than people thinking I was bad and I was like it's outcast in the church. But um, it's given me this insane loyalty, which is sometimes... Not it doesn't do well for me, but I'm it, I'm an insanely loyal person. I usually stick to my word if I believe in it. I do believe it gives a sense of family. Like nothing to me is more important than my family at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I know when you find a really good friend who's loyal back to you, it's meant something. And that again might be like someone was always watching over my shoulder. So I know when I have a person, it's just like they're my person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's given me really good morals. Like really, right? Like the idea that I'd be side Tinder dating with Mike is just outlandish, right? Like the <laughs> idea I would ever cheat on my husband or mm-hmm. sell my child short is, it just wouldn't happen. So you're, you would you do anything different or you appreciate your For time? For sure. Anyway? No, I would. I do. I mean, I no, I would never choose to be a Jehovah's Witness. I would never. But do you think your time spent in in there gave you a lot of life lessons, and now you have this sort of other side of yourself that you can reflect on? Do you appreciate that you actually um, went through it? No. <laughs> would you Would you have rather been raised? It gave me a raised, sense of survival. Would you it, have wanted to be raised outside of the church? Yes, a hundred percent. In a different religion, or just outside? Just outside. And I don't know. I mean, no, I don't. I don't believe in it, so I don't think it was okay that I had to grow up that way. Um, what it did is it gave me this sense of survival because I always thought someone was looking over my shoulder. So I always, I just always knew I only had me and my sister. That was it. So do you feel that you've taken that to work a bit? Do you feel like people are always looking over your shoulder at work? No, I'm just very careful to pick the people around me. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't think you're trustworthy and I can like feel like you're a little sly, mm-hmm. I'm just out. I don't, I've never been like a competitive person, like, oh, I'll get them to like me more. I'm just out. So do you think that helps in your job probably as like a person Maybe. who's judging people? Like yeah, like I do feel like I have a good sense of character and like even fighting with people doesn't bother me. I think that it's good to just know 
who a person is. And I think that it gave me that. So I do think you're an unbelievable judge of people, which is interesting. And I never give you much credit. Did you hear that? Much Podcast. credit at work. <laughs> Cause I'm always just in my own head, but, uh, you know, to not, to just run with it and build, I think an amazing staff that we have. Um, and yeah, people quit. And totally. but at the same time, we get good service out of them and people still stay like rarely do people quit, come in and quit right away. Yeah. Uh, you kind of know who to hire and you see something that and then we're not the same people. If you look at the, the makeup of our staff, mm-hmm. we're totally different. Like we're top to bottom, very, very different people. You know, you go to like a uh, investment banking company. They're the same bros that are all the same dudes, mm-hmm. clones. Mm-hmm. Um but if you look at our staff, man, I feel like it's so eclectic. And for some reason, we just click and we get along all the time. Yeah, you just need good people. And it's not about the staff or any. You just have to be around really good, authentic people. I always say I'd rather be around the really good, stupid, nice person yeah. than like a, a jerk or ah, it made those crowds make me so uncomfortable. And maybe that's because being around a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses, like there'd be conventions, right? And it would always be about like whose kids getting baptized or who's doing the best in the truth. And we're an utter disappointment to my mom. I feel bad for her. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be. Your mom must be proud. But uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I know she is, but for sure it hurts her heart. It kills her that none of us are Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, really? It kills her for sure. Because you think that you're going to be in paradise, right? Are you allowed to go back? I, I mean, can. are you allowed to go back just for just a drop in? You know, when you're kind of half Catholic, you can always yeah. just go in for. I can, mass. but it would be like a sign that I want to start studying or get back into it. My sister cannot. Well, she can. She just can't talk to anybody. Um, my brother could. He's in Calgary. I don't really know how all that works, actually. Mm-hmm. But I, I know I can. My sister can. Um, just nobody can talk to her. One question I have with not just Jehovah's Witness, but with just anything from Mormons to, you know, Christians is what's the motivation for them to keep recruiting? Like, is there like a financial business model in there that they just nobody wants to talk about? But like, why do you care so much about converting the world to your religion? Well, it's just like your your belief, like your true belief that there is like a savior out there to save your life. So there's that motivation, right? Of like spreading the good word. And that's not just Jehovah's Witnesses, like Scientology. You have to, this is how you like become the best human you are is getting to those levels or just Christianity, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want people to really believe in something. Mm -hmm. And I think that the other thing is there is a financial for sure for Scientology, as we know, um, Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, I don't know. I think that the best kept secret of the Jehovah's Witnesses is their financial standing. Uh, It's the best kept secret of all time. So they own Bethel that that Donald Trump's son bought, right? Like he bought Bethel in New York. It's like prime real estate in Brooklyn. But it's never really been discussed. Like, why did they need to sell it? Do they need money? Because you go there and you give a donation, but you don't really know where that money's going. Mm-hmm. It's they don't release financial statements. Like it's the best kept but secret. A, and no one talks about it. There's a group there that is in charge of finance. Yes. And is there anybody out there living this highfalutin life? I don't know. Like I said, you know the Scientologists who are rich. You know Christians who are rich. Or those you know those rich televangelists. Demons. You know who they are. Not not in the Jehovah's Witness religion. So are they true to their nature that they live a simple life and they don't need money? But then like, where is all the money going? There's a church that went up behind my parents' house. Um, I don't know. It wasn't so current. In days. And, and yeah, my dad said it. He was like, he was retired. He said he just watched it. He said it felt like it was erected in a weekend. It's. It is a weekend. They call it a quick belt. Oh, so they actually. No, they call it a quick belt. Oh, so it's actually a term. Yeah. So when you want to build a kingdom hall, every Jehovah's Witness comes from everywhere. And it doesn't have to be from Saskatchewan. People will come from Ontario. They'll come from anywhere. Are they out of these kits? How do you. That's, they should be like project managers. They should. A quick bill. So what happens is all the men, because most education, like secondary education, is not encouraged in, the, in Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness religion. And so if you really have a job, you're pretty much doing some sort of trades, right? People come from everywhere. All the men do it. They do it all night. So you work either the day shift or the night shift. Women, they have the whole kitchen going. You have... Seven meals a day, six meals a day getting pushed out. And that thing just keeps going. And those guys. They're just in and out. 
Wow. Yeah, it's wild, hey? Yeah, my dad said, he just laughed. He was like, I've never seen something get put up faster. Like, that was faster than the Tim Hortons that get put up. Yeah. You know how Tim Hortons, like, overnight yeah. will just yeah. get erected? And they don't get paid. It's not like yeah. they come and they're, they're like, hey, I know I have and it must be, it must be a fun paid. activity to get all the Again, people. Again, it's part of a community, yeah, right? And you can show like this guy how great you are at carpentry sure. or something like that. So it's honestly, it's one of the funner things I've ever, I forgot all about that. I had to have I'd been maybe to see six the cost when we put us up. Like, can they build something for 200 grand? Well, I don't know. It's in, a in materials? Well, you could probably reverse engineer what's going on in I there from boilers so. to heaters to... Um, okay, so on the on the topic of beliefs, I just I need to know where do they stand. Like, what do they stand on like gender roles? Is like if you know, is it quite misogynist still? Or totally. Because you're talking about like the the, the ladies bringing totally, the food out yeah. and the guys still in the judicial committee. Um, has that changed? You think? No, no. You will never have a female elder. That will never happen. And so um, where I think that it's been better, like women now have jobs and they're not expected just to obey your husband. So when my mom and my dad, they clearly should have been divorced, but my mom couldn't divorce my dad because you have to listen. He's head of the household, whether he's, um, your mom couldn't divorce your dad. He was head of the household. And so I think that that has definitely moved along. I mean, that was what, 20 years ago. Head of the household. Is that like an actual designated title? Yeah. yeah. But like your head of the man is the head of the household. That is just how it works. Like what rules come along is it sounds like big brother. You get like some coin and it says that you're the head of the household. It could flip to somebody else, but it's just obvious that it's the man. Yes. Why do they have to give that even a title? I don't know. It's in the Bible. Oh, like the the man, not head of the household. But but it's actually a term in Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, obey your husband. Not it, it's in every Bible. It's in every Bible. It's why every religion, the man is like. Man, I'm so dumb. I don't. Like, <laughs> I, I just assume that term was like a big brother term or just a term of just. It's almost casual. Like, who's the head of your household? No, it, it's again how you read the Bible, how you interpret it, mm. and to what extent, right? So, the man obey your husband. It's in the Bible. It's very common. But now, like between you and Mike, who's the head of the household? Oh, well, Mike sure wishes he was, and I feel bad for him. Uh, no. <laughs> We're so, Mike and I have always been so equal. It's not even funny. And sometimes like our roles will switch where I was home for 10 years and he was out building Titan and now it's flipped where he, Titan's kind of a well-oiled machine and he's at home. But I mean, I come home now, dinner's made, kids are oh, home. Really? Yeah, totally. So and it's we that well-made that he can kind of run it from his phone and have crews running. Well, our... yeah. And our home office is at home, right? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so he has crews out and stuff like that, but we've always been equal. Maybe we're not doing the exact same of the same thing, mm-hmm. but we've always had that really good support. But again, I knew Mike drove me crazy. I thought he was so obnoxious when we met, but I always knew he was like this amazing, good soul. And he is, he's the absolute best husband I could have for me. Oh, man. So um, where do they stand on homosexuality? No. Not at all. It's the most conservative belief system ever. So if somebody is homosexual and they come out... They I'm sure it's they're disfellowshipped. They're disfellowshipped. Not even beg for not, forgiveness. It's not even a... Don't, stop, don't pass go. Yeah. Do not collect $200. You're yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, man. That's not a thing. So no. if you're trans? Nope. Or... Gender fluid? Nope, you can't. Assigned birth? You can't cross-dress. You can't use vibrators. You can't, like, it's the most... What about to relax your muscles? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, just make sure you're not... Just don't slip it too (laughs) south, eh? Yeah. No, it's the most conservative view in that way ever. But Mm. also, you would never just talk about sex or anything like that in a social setting. Mm -hmm. What about uh, race and religion, like interracial relationships? Totally welcoming of every race. I was, this the one thing I was always grateful for. We had a black family in our community or in our, in the kingdom hall. And we're in Esteban, right? Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson. (laughs) But it's the one thing. It was just like, I'm sorry, are you racist? Racist? It was never accepted racism of any sort. So, it's funny, Brooke and I were talking at work and she mentioned this one religion called the Branamites. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. So I guess there was a Branamite church in the city and uh, there is, okay, Bran- Branamite rule. So there's a religion. And again, I it all sounds weird. I've never heard of this. Okay. But there was a, a church in the city that was the Branamite church. And mm-hmm. again, they might be listening. They might actually go, you're totally wrong on this. But there's this thing called seekthetruth.com. And it's the checklist of the the Branamites, and it's uh, it's 
it's somewhat related to the KKK. Like it, it, mm. there's there's friends of the Brandomites that were rooted in the KKK. I don't really know, but she's like, go just Google it. And she said, the fact that this church was here, read the rules. Okay, so entertainment. No watching television, not a big one. Yeah. No watching movies, no comic books, no rock music, no women telling jokes, which is okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dress code for women. No trousers of any kind, no shorts, no low-cut sheer or form-fitting clothing, any garment that shows the knees is forbidden, no painting fingernails, no fake fingernails, no booster bras in quotation, no high-heeled shoes. Booster bras. Booster bras. They're just, those are push-up bras, right? I think. Booster bras. Or maybe it's bo- like bustiers, like a, um, yeah. Booster. No a open-toed booster. shoes, hmm. no earrings, no cosmetics, no haircuts, no trimming or split-end removal. So no dyeing your hair, no wearing dime store jewelry, no wearing the latest fashion. Now that's a pretty gray area. Dime store jewelry is shocking. So that means they just kind of cheap jewelry. I never really thought about it. Can they have diamonds? No dime store jewelry. That's almost like uh, it's throwing shade at somebody's. No Claire's. No Claire's for those little girls. No Ardeen's. No (laughs) Ardeen. But how about like no latest, no wearing latest fashion? Mm -hmm. What do you consider the latest fashion? Well, anything that's not above the knee. But what if you're wearing bell bottoms and you're like, this isn't latest fashion. They can't wear pants. Oh, yeah. Okay, dress code for men. Must wear pants. No shorts. No suede shoes. Mm. No sideburns for men. No bangs. Mm. No flat top haircuts. Mm. Flat tops. Tough. Okay, it it gets, now it's eating rules. No eating hybrid foods. What is that? I don't know what a hybrid food is. Do you think that's like a microwavable good? Hybrid? Like a quick food, like like fast food? Hybrid? I, I literally wouldn't have an idea what a hybrid food would mean. I take it as like quick food. I would picture like a, a cow with carrot legs. Oh, no. I picture like fast food and stuff. They're trying to keep their weight down. Hybrid. Okay. No eating eggs. No mm. soup suppers. Mm. No drinking alcohol. Women in general. Okay. Women in general. No washing machines. No dishwashers. Women are forbidden to work. Women are forbidden to vote. No birth control. No loving dogs. Must be divorced if they cut their hair. Thus saith the Lord. Men in general, naming your son Ricky is forbidden. Naming your son Elvis is forbidden. Like Why Elvis? I wonder what in the Bible refers to Elvis. What about Ricky? Is this like Ricky Ricardo in the I Love Lucy era? I guess so. Because what other... They, like, this can't to, be Elvis Who's and the founders of this religion? Uh, it's William Branham. Okay. And he's dead now. But okay. it must have been in the 50s when Elvis was around and Ricky and I Love Lucy was going on. Oh, do you actually think it's from I Love Lucy? Well, what other Ricky would I don't know. Be? I guess it might make sense. It wouldn't be Elvis, Elvis and sense. Ricky Martin. It's just too big of a gap. <laughs> and why would you single out Ricky Martin? Aging in general. False teeth are, not, are forbidden. Dying your hair. Okay, so no baseball, no basketball, no bowling, no bodily exercise, no pool games, no bingo. I, I was talking to Zach, and he's like, no bodily exercise. Count me in, man. <laughs> <laughs> no no dice, no dan- no parties, no dancing, no dice. Like, tell the millennials nowadays, hey, no take, dice. take those dice out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. No sunbathing. Anyways, no kissing, no marrying a woman who has been kissed. Okay, so. Interracial marriage is forbidden. Hey, whoa, hey. Anyways, no Easter, no Santa Claus, no no Christmas tree. Anyways, it's an interesting thing, and uh, that's definitely and not... that's here in Saskatoon. Well, there was a church here from a long time ago that supposedly was a Branhamite church. I don't know if they're practicing, if they're moved, or whatever. And you got to imagine that that religion has to have evolved somewhat. Mm-hmm. I bet you what happened is they added more names to boys you can't name. There's probably no. Um, Justin's no, no, no Justin's no Alberts no I'm mean, like no Kanye's <laughs> that's the weirdest thing it's so funny because like even moving away from Estevan I don't think of Jehovah's Witnesses even being in Saskatoon know what I mean because I just I left it all so you don't really see the kingdom halls or I anything. don't right like I don't even pay attention it's just not part it's of it. It's just so far from you. But yeah. you said to, the, to this day, you don't know the words to the Canadian anthem. I do not. It kills Mike. Because so, he's, he's just such Okay, a, so pretend you're going to mouth the words. What would the words in your mind be? Okay. 
Like the whole song? Yeah. Just okay. go as far as you can go. Our, Canada, our home and native land. That's it. Uh, true patriot true love. True patriot love. Yeah. In all our sons' command. From far and wide. Or, no, glowing hearts. Glowing. We see the light. Our true north strong and free. Yeah, I'm out. Really? I'm out. And then you flip it to French because they always flip it to yeah. French halfway. And then, yeah. I, and it, I was in French immersion. They told us the words. To this day, I still have no idea. Like, we're saying words that we don't even know. It's well, just our mouths are moving. This is the thing is that now they play the national anthem daily through the intercom and you're in your classroom. Yeah. But when I was in elementary school, we, we would only do it Monday mornings and it would be an assembly. assembly. Yeah. And so we weren't even in there for it. We'd have to walk in after. So it's not like I heard it a lot. So you sat in the classroom. You weren't even We would lot. have to stand outside of the hallway. So we'd all go to the gymnasium. Me and the Jehovah's Witnesses would stand outside. And then when it was done, we'd walk in. Oh, hey, another good question is, was there the equivalent of like Christian rock in the Jehovah's world? Was there like Jehovah rock? No. Was there no. any music? Yeah, we had um, like the song books. They're like these brown books. And oh, so it was like hymns. Them. Yeah, hymns. Yeah, okay. That's better. But there was no like alternative. No. Were you allowed to listen to regular music? Yeah, regular. Like for sure 90s country, which <laughs> there's another great experience. Who doesn't want to hang out with 90s country? <laughs> um, but no, yeah. No, we we're allowed to listen to it. But oh, really? So never... you could listen to like Magic Stick by 50 Cent and they would be like, yeah, that's no problem. Absolutely not. No, oh. you could listen to 90s country, right? The, like Just because like somebody that, like, in the church probably liked loving. it. No, no, no. Like you, there would be talks on, especially like when rap started becoming a bigger thing in the 90s, um, that you you couldn't have it. it wasn't but 90s country is okay. Perfectly fine. You can Before talk about cheats. like cheating on your wife and all that kind of stuff, but you could not listen to And you know that solely is because there's some redneck dude who's 100%. Who lo- Jehovah's Witness who loved that music and was Probably. like, we didn't let this slide. Yeah. And you could listen to rap, but it had to be like very clean, kind rap. Yeah. Right? No one was like, going through the country lyrics, but they Will were... Will Smith. Yes. Oh my God, Will Smith. You got to get jiggy with it. No swearing. Fresh you never had to do yeah. that. And you could watch that. But yeah. you could never listen to Dr. Dre. No. No. No, no Snoop Dogg. No. Again, like because I was bad and my mom always had to like toy with this thing, we were able to. So like I was... Able to listen to certain things, but not the rest of my Jehovah's Witness friends. Never. Did you know Muslim people technically can't, shouldn't, aren't allowed to listen to music? Really? Any type. You can listen to drums and people chanting, but you can't have musical instruments or anything. So hmm. like talking to my Muslim friends, they're like, but we still kind of listen to it. I think it's one of those rules, especially gr- like raising a child in this day mm-hmm. and age. Like there's a lot of Muslim hip hop stars. And, yeah. But uh, and I'm sure the same with Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Like I'm sure p- some people listen to him and I don't want to like blanket my experiences to like this is how the Jehovah's Witnesses are. That's for sure. It, it's just, I just and I grew up 20 years ago. Who knows how exactly? And I, I think when you know, think Prophet Muhammad, you think of whoever was creating Jehovah's Witness. They're creating this kind of construct and structure based upon what the world was then. You know, I mm-hmm. was just talking to people who are Jewish, and yeah, they couldn't. They don't eat pork because it, you know it's like a bottom feeder, and it, eat, it sleeps in its own shit and stuff like that. But if you took somebody who created the rules and brought them today. Yeah, they would probably be, and gave him bacon. They might be like, okay, we totally, we <laughs> no missed, one gave me we bacon missed, then. <laughs> we missed the ball or the boat on that one. I would Sorry, have liked guys. some bacon. Or if they heard like a symphony, because they probably Prophet Muhammad was way before even like totally. Beethoven, Mozart. If they heard like a classical symphony that was mm-hmm. pure and beautiful, and it is science that if you hear two notes in a certain uh, thirds or fifths, it makes a beautiful chord. I wonder if they would be like. Okay, we didn't anticipate music to be this amazing. I yeah. wonder if they would kind of concede a little bit. Well, I would assume, right? Like I, It's like me creating some rules based upon what this world is today. And it's like something, no Instagram. In a hundred or a thousand years, there's not going to be Instagram. But yet they have to still follow some rule that was based upon this time when Instagram was around. I'm more curious as to like parents, how you raised them as a Jehovah's Witness 20 years ago. Now that they're old and mature and stuff, if you would still raise them the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And then those parents, parents, because it is a cycle. Like once you're born into the religion, you just, you don't know anything else. So their likelihood of staying in the religion is obviously. And how do you, how do you guard them from all the, the, the natural temptations that the internet gives? And this is more of just a question. Yeah, about just even in general. Because how old's your oldest? 13. 13. And do you have like parental blocks on your? <laughs> well, now you're calling me out. I don't. 
And they will be downstairs and I'll hear the F word. And Mike, the other day, he goes, what are you listening to? Cashin's like, I don't know. It just came on. And Cashin's saying that. Yeah. And he's eight. So, um, I mean, it's not like he's never heard the F word. That's for sure. But it is weird that that's what we caught. But like, do you, have you actively gone on like your kids' browser histories? and? Oh, all the time. All the time. (laughs) I spy so good. What is I spy? I like I spy on her. Oh, I thought there was an app like, or something. She has, she has gotten stuff past me, right? Like, at what point do you spy so much, and then she just hides it from you anyway? Yeah, I remember uh, somebody was talking about, or maybe saw it on the internet, where uh, a dad was exposing his like eight year old son's like browser and search terms because he set up something to record and yeah. it's the funniest, cutest terms, but it's cute because it's like <laughs> harmless, but it's like big boobs. <laughs> boobies and big boobies or blonde hair big boobies (laughs) my one friend her kid uh googled oh no cashton it was cashton my friend's child googled what do we do when mommy's mad and then cashton googled what do little boys do when they're bored (laughs) i was like oh my god i could only imagine they google what to do yeah this one time i got a starfish fruit and i was like can someone google how i cut this starfish or open oh yeah like you got one of those yeah yeah mike is like no one google that no one google (laughs) yeah no but again i don't know if it changes i mean i think that's just a parenting lesson learned but i don't know if you have a different perspective if you're we also have like amazing kids that are probably not on at any risk of going the wrong way right now oh they're all at risk they're all brats everyone who's like my kids the best they're lying or they're just too stupid (laughs) they're all at risk they're all talking about the same crap i find that talking to my friends that they all the kids whose parents were pretty big badasses and Mm -hmm. like they're all my age or a little bit older they're like, my kid is like so into like reading and school and they're just kind of nerdy and I love it because mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about them getting in oh any my trouble. God. Addie used to be such a nerd. I loved it. Now she's like trying to find herself and stuff. But makeup? Oh, totally makeup. Earrings? Earrings, makeup. She's not, a, it's more like the belly tops and it's totally the style, but she's just still Yeah, how do you, that's an interesting topic. I always wondered like, how do you like l- allow your kid to wear what everybody else is wearing, even though, you know, it's fairly controversial because like the short shorts, like the super short shorts mm-hmm. is just the way of life that girls are dressing like now, but you don't want to be the mom. Like, could you imagine like, me saying, no, these are the jean shorts you got to wear and they're like down to her knees. Yeah. So again, I do think that her having Mike around is like, I, it's not me. And Mike never says no. Like he never, he's just whatever you guys want, do it. But when he says no, it's done. It's done. So uh, he'll be like, no, you're not wearing that. And it won't even be a conversation. I don't have to be the bad guy. She doesn't fight it? No. And now when we're in the stores, I'll just be like, what's dad going to say? And she's like, oh, fine. Now it probably annoys her, but she'll be grateful for it Mm -hmm. to have this like guy who cared that she didn't look like But it's probably the same thing when you're young. You're probably trying to wear something. I, I couldn't. Like Were you wearing jean, even, jean skirts even, down to your ankles? Right, like they you could only wear dresses to church. You hmm. like you couldn't wear anything. Jehovah's Witnesses that. weren't. I still don't know who are the people in the mall that have it's. They're like yarmulkes, but they're is that like just super Mormonism where they have the ladies who are like the ha- braids. The like well, the they hats. have the, like the caps, and then they also wear like really long skirts or dresses. Well, there's some of them are Hutterites. But those, are, I know they're not Hutterites, these ones. No, I know what ones you're talking about. Because I've seen I, them on the snowboard hill and underneath their winter jackets. They have their the, dresses. The, the dresses on. Yeah. I oh, I can't believe I don't remember. But it's, I think it's just Mormons, aren't them. they? Yeah. And then there's the other religion. We have to talk about that one in the States. I'm totally obsessed. Like uh, Mormon? No. no. Um, Amish people? Uh, not Amish. Amish, is, they're nice and they like um, take they, care of themselves. But Warren Jeffs, help me. Warren Jeffs, he's the polygamist. I know, but what is their religion? Ooh, I don't know. There's an actual religion associated. It's not so just So is that polygamy. like, that's what it is in Saskatchewan? No, I don't think so. It's just the religion. Yeah, but they all kind of branch off one another. I can Google that so fast. Thanks. Warren Jeffs. Yeah, but Warren Jeffs is like in jail. Yeah, yeah but the religion's still going hard. Fundamentalist. Thank oh, the you. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and again, well, that's another one of those I churches don't know. that is I that, don't. Is that what I said? No, he's a fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day okay. Saints. Um, and he was convicted of two felony counts of child sex assault for yeah. which he's serving a tw- sentence of tw- life 20 plus years. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of hypocrisy at that leadership level of a lot of these churches, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. have, I don't even want to get into that. But yeah. uh, Anyways, we're at an hour. Okay, that man. was quick. That was quick. Did you get everything you wanted to get out? Do you think that was a fair conversation? I'm just, I was just here to answer questions. But that was a fair conversation. I do feel like I, I, I'm, I wanted to point out just what your experience was. Yeah. But also realize that again, all, to me, all religions, all traditions, all beliefs. Like if you think about it, guys who are into WWE, like who are bananas about They're it. They're crazy. It's, it's weird on its own too. No, again, yeah, I don't think that anything. Just you're right, the extremist. It's the extremist position, point yeah. of view, no matter where you are in your life, and I guess. That's probably the greatest lesson I learned from being a Jehovah's Witness is I cannot believe that Donald Trump got elected. But at the end of the day, if that's what the majority thinks, let's not get into that argument, um, (laughs) then it just is what it is. And you just have to accept other people's, the choice that people have. And And I think you have to have a choice in life. It, it's what our world's made up of. It would be so boring if we didn't have diverse thinking and yeah. diverse traditions and diverse cultures and religions. Totally. Um, you just have to accept them all. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only issue I have is when it's in my face and they're judging me and they're like, they're trying to, you know. They, but it doesn't matter what part of a group you're in. Yeah. It's always going to happen. For sure. And I'm so. not, I, I'm just really interested in all, all, all aspects of it, uh, as you know. So, but uh, yeah, anyways, no, weird. thanks a lot for... Uh, shedding light on something that I didn't really know. We've talked about it at work, but this is the deepest I know. And now I'm an expert in it. I don't have to. Oh, now you're an expert. I'm an expert and I can explain it to anybody. So We kept it light. We did. We could have gone a lot darker, but at the same time, I do think that this is a fair conversation. Hopefully people find it entertaining. I used to give out records to people and that was my gift because I was going to have like a sticker to give to people and I kind of forgot to buy more <laughs> records and I gave a record out to Charlie and You're I special. gave one to Yann Martel. What, what, what records, what kind of records? Like I would, what I would do is I know that the person's coming in and I go, I go to the record store and I pick up these records that I think are embodied like. that person. And I, what oh, I gave record to, would you have bought for me? Oh man, it would have been something sassy. Probably something like the Weather Girls. It's Rain and May or something <laughs> like that. But that's probably a classic. So I'll I'll, I'll still get you a record because everybody deserves a dollar record that I can find it. I'm uh, all in for records. We're loving a record player. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. then that's perfect. I'll get you one. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks for listening. One more thing before you go, though. Please join me in support of my campaign to raise funds and awareness for the Sanctum Group, which is all about supporting people living with HIV-AIDS who we all know deserve better. On May 30th, I will be living homeless for 36 hours as my effort to bring awareness and donations to this great cause. For more information on how to help, please go to sanctumcaregroup.com and follow the links to the Sanctum Survivor 2019 Challenge where you can find my page and donate. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.